0: hey guys welcome to unlikely to apologize i'm one of your hosts nikki and i'm heather (sighs) i think we're recording uh, we're, we're hoping we're recording so this week has kind of been a week of technical difficulties i think it's one of our main goals to be real and raw with everyone so i think it's important to just mention that
1: everybody just has a week this has been a week we've we've recorded a full episode with corinne the audio is Terrible. Absolutely terrible. We can't use it. We we <laughs> recorded you and I this week and it didn't record. Mm-hmm. Didn't save. Um we've had oh, I microphone had, issues, yep, we have speaker a typo. issues, you had a typo, we couldn't print, the labels were wrong for beatnik. Yeah, so it's it's uh the universe I think is telling us to maybe take a little break. So <laughs> well we have we have vacation coming up. Um I'm going to Nashville for my sister's 40th. And then Shane and Gavin are meeting me in Chattanooga. Oh, fun. So we'll have a little break there and then you're going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas for my first girls trip since before the pandemic and I'm so excited. Yes, so I think think we can hold on for two more more weeks. I think
0: we can get a break. I mean, we did, I mean, we've talked about how busy this week was. I mean, we did three or four different meetings this week. So,
1: and we have a real job. So it's been, it's- It's It's been a week. It's been a week. (laughs) Well, hopefully you guys have listened to our episode that launched with Katie Saltzman from, um, she is a nutrition coach, a fitness expert. She's got her own podcast, Crying Birds Calories. Um, And hopefully you listened to that one. It was full of such great, great information. She shares with us um, her own struggles. She had a miscarriage, a divorce. She was in an abusive relationship. She moved to Colorado recently. Um, where she made it there, but none of her stuff did. Oh, she's in such
0: like a, like a pickle right now. Like she's moved all these miles away. I don't even know the like distance, but like they can't find her stuff. So they
1: finally, this weekend, her mom was there because finally the moving company, she has been, this has been months. Um, the moving company, the moving company finally showed up with some of her stuff. Um, I don't know what all she's received but i think she said stuff is broken stuff is missing um so she's been through it and so she just shares her story um about all of that with us but then she also goes on to tell us what she does
0: right and one of the biggest things that she does she started off as like a weight loss coach and then she felt the need to want to take time to talk with women about total body wellness um not just weight loss anymore um Kind of the way that women talk to their bodies, understanding how to manage different stressors and trauma, emotional trauma, physical trauma, trauma in general, uh, you name it. So she's she's creating these different um, courses or yeah. platforms maybe to help women take that back,
1: take back their control. What does she back, say? Take back control of their health, fitness and happiness. Right. Which is which is. I just loved that so much because I feel like um, and I mean, she even tells you that wellness isn't just physical where I feel like for a really long time, especially we as women focus on the physical. Like, what can I do to make my body look a certain way Mm -hmm. where you're not focused on? the other parts of wellness, which is right. Your, your mental, your emotional.
0: Right. I think too, too often we are constantly on a scale. We're looking in a mirror where we're judging how our clothes look, what we might look like, but like some of us might not necessarily pay attention to how we feel. Right. One of the things for me most recently is I stopped counting calories. Okay. I've, I've been doing it for two months now. I've actually lost a little bit, but i am in kind of this maintenance phase. But I will tell you that I feel better not constantly worrying what I'm putting in my body. Like it's been such a different – and this is
1: the first time I would say in 20 years. Well, but you're also putting different types of foods in your mouth, right? So like there's a difference between counting calories or points or containers or whatever thing you're following versus what – paying attention, I guess, to what you're actually putting in your body, right? So like, if you look at what you're supposed to eat in a meal, um, you know, protein, carbs and leafy greens, healthy mm-hmm. fats, but if you are using the carb and you're, you know, you're eating, I mean, white pasta versus right. if you're going to eat a sweet potato, you're going to feel differently right. by putting those different nutrients into Yeah. Your so if, if you're eating nutrient rich foods you feel different versus eating is it nutrient dense is that the or am i wrong on that um maybe dense i, don't I know. mean, we, we we're not we're not
0: experts we're not experts let's just that's a disclaimer but here's the thing i've also learned that i want to kind of start acknowledging the fact that i have a lifestyle that can offer me balance right yes. i don't want to be strict all the time one of the biggest things that i've come out with openly which i've before this podcast probably never spoke so openly about it was the fact that I punished myself. Mm-hmm. I legitimately will take the time. Like if I've had a bad week and I'm like, all right, I'm going to fast till one o'clock. I'm only going to eat vegetables because I'm looking at calories. I ate a bag of chips for dinner last night and I did not feel bad about it.
1: Feel bad. I
0: didn't feel bad. And, and honestly, I finally feel like, and it, it it's really sad to me that I've finally gotten to this point. Like, and I wish I could talk to my younger self, like, I'm doing, I am now listening to my body out of all these women that we've talked to. One of the main like feedback I've gotten is like, listen to your body. I'm now listening to my body. I understand when I need more protein. I understand when I'm having mood swings that I need, you know, maybe I do need to have a comfort meal. Maybe I need to have something that, you know, is going to make me feel bad without punishing myself. Right. Like that has been my biggest struggle. I think since my early twenties was you're right. Like Katie mentions it in her twenties, it was all about How you looked Mm -hmm. you wanted to be in the best shape possible and i i make jokes i look back at pictures and go oh those are the pictures of me when i thought it was fat and like meanwhile (laughs) meanwhile i was probably in the best shape of my life but i wasn't and katie even says this, which is what resonated so much with me is but i wasn't really like (laughs) happy with myself yes i was this version of myself and i was working hard on it but it wasn't necessarily true happiness Right. I can now get dressed in the morning and look in the mirror and I don't hate anything about my body because that body is working for me every day. And I'm now getting to a point that I don't have to punish it. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not going to be perfect every day. If I want to drink a 12-pack of Trulies on a Friday night, I'm going to do it and not feel guilty or not punish myself. Or not punish yourself tomorrow. Not punish myself. And I've I've, resonated so much with her on that because I felt like her and I were kindred spirits in that sense because – I had that same mindset. My 20s was all about getting the best shape. You know, this is. But, but was, it was
1: physical. It wasn't. It wasn't when, emotional. When you, when you say get in the best shape, you're talking get in the best shape physically, not get in the best shape emotionally, mentally. mentally.
0: Right. It's
1: like a, that's all we're focused
0: on. And I think this is, as women, that's our main focus. Like, you know, I don't mean to. Well, talk, I mean, we all want to look
1: good, but I feel like right. for me right now, like I'm going to be 38 this year. And I've openly talked about my weight gain through my infertility journey. Um, all my hormone imbalances that I have, um, and the struggle to lose this 50 plus pounds that I gained fairly quickly going through, um, infertility and IVF. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's fine. It happens. It's what just, is it's the, it's the week guys, um,
0: I we were talking, what were we talking about? We were talking about being so focused on the
1: physical. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I want to not only, obviously I want to look good. like right. I want to lose weight. I want to feel comfortable and confident when I put clothes on, which I don't in any way, shape or form do, but it's more so now going to be 38. I want to feel healthy.
0: Right. You know, and that's, that's the thing. I like feel all the feels. That's the other thing. Like I know I've talked about my year of yes. I've talked yeah. about all these things, but that's the other thing I'm trying to embrace is feeling my feelings. Cause it's something I like, I don't think I've ever actually gave credit to myself or allowed myself to do. And if I don't feel like doing something, it's okay that I don't feel like doing it. If I am like on a Monday in this this mood where I'm like, I'm going to be creative. I'm going to hop on my iPad and create all our templates. And then I think this past Monday, actually, we had some – I forget. We had something going on for the podcast, and I was like, I am not in it today. This and whole week has felt very – but – but I think this is a good segue though. Like one of the things, so one of the things we mentioned earlier was um, a recording that we had with Corinne, but I want to go back to Katie. Katie also mentions it. And I think it's important that we've spoken to two separate women about the subject of our menstrual cycle and, and our hormones, hormones and how they work.
1: Katie actually says your period is your fifth vital sign. Oh, I just got like, when she said that, I was like, because these
0: How long of the last two years, I think I've been telling you, is like cycle syncing is like my thing. I want to understand it. And before the hysterectomy, I had it down to a science. Now I'm still trying to
1: figure all of that out. Well, because you had your hysterectomy and nobody told you that you still had (laughs) hormones and you were still going to have a cycle. So so that's a whole other, (laughs) they're going to bust out of you like a Kool-Aid man.
0: Right. That's literally like, I had a man tell me on my body works, but that's a conversation for another day. But it was very interesting to hear right something that i have been researching and trying to understand but it's not something that is mainstream when right. we talk about wellness and we talk about health like healthy habits like understand take taking your temperature every day corinne goes into this whole thing
1: basal body temperature All i'll right. put the um the actual the link to the amazon basal body thermometer that corinne actually uses and i bought and i've been using it I was using it religiously and I stopped for a little while, but I'm using it again now. Right. Um, But that's something that, I mean, I'm about to be 38 years old. And until I took Corinne's course, I had no idea that that was a thing. Like even trying to conceive, you know, for the years that we spent trying to get pregnant, I mean, it was ovulation kits, ovulation tests, but nobody, nobody, no doctor, fertility doctor, nobody told me that I should be checking my temperature. temperature to see if I'm even ovulating. So when
0: John and I decided that we were gonna have kids or have a kid, when I was doing my research, I did research basal body temperature, BBT, I think is Mm -hmm. another one. And I was belonged to all these groups or different things that talked about it. I didn't understand that it was actually like your regular temperature. I thought like you had to (gasps) in your butt? Yeah. Or or did you? No. But like, I thought you had to insert somewhere else okay. to get
1: this temperature. For those of you that are not sitting next to Nikki, she's doing hand gestures right now. <laughs> and I wish that I had that on video. I know, sorry. That but is... like, so when we were trying, I was like, I'm not gonna do it. Like, I'm just gonna it like, it goes in your mouth. And I, I didn't even know what basal body temperature
0: was until Corinne. Right, so there's an explanation. So basal body temperature is a different, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try my best to do this. So the way that the thermometer works is it actually adds an extra, decimal point. So when we take our regular temperature, we're to like
1: the 10th. Yeah, we take like it. That. So you
0: take your regular temperature and you're 98.1 or your 98.7. Your BBT is can be 98.35. Yeah. So what Corinne has spoke with us about is to tell when you're ovulating. And again, just just
1: I wanted. We'll to we'll link her episode. I want to be very clear that we're not experts. We're just reiterating the information we received. We'll link, because we don't have the episode that we recorded with Corinne where she goes into this. Um, because our audio went to. Because <laughs> it's been a it week. It died. But um, she. We'll link her episode so that you can hear an expert talk about basal body temperature. But yeah, she talks about how you know you've ovulated. Because you have to have three days
0: in which you are. a spike. Of a spike. So if you're taking your temperature every day, say my natural temperature is 97.3. I'm just going to use that number or 97.32, because we're talking BBT, right? So for three days, I see a spike. So if I go up to 98.25, I'll just throw that out there. And I'm consistent for three days. That is your body's ovulation temperature. That is how your body knows that you are in ovulation phase. The other thing that I loved Corinne talked about was she referred to the cycle phases. So I don't know, and I'm sorry if this is going to be a naive comment, but I don't know how many women actually understand cycles.
1: I did not, I'm telling you, I didn't know any of this. And I have been trying to get pregnant for seven years. I saw two different fertility doctors. I saw my OB, I saw my general practitioner over the course of these seven years, and not one of them, both of my fertility doctors were male, my gyno and my primary are female. But none of those doctors mentioned anything to me about basal body temperature. Are you ovulating? Did you get cycle questions? No cycle questions. No hormone questions. No hormone testing. Like, nobody did any of that stuff.
0: So I remember when I went to my first specialist for my endometriosis, they tracked my cycle for me because there were certain tests I had to take before I could have surgery. But looking back at it now, I never connected the two. Like, I never understood it. And one of the things that when I was saying, like, this might be a naive comment, I – If you know about it, kudos. I'm very envious if you've done your research and you've educated yourself. But probably in the last two years is where I've gotten more focused on this and understanding it. And it wasn't until I got the back pain. Remember the back pain? When we first bought the lake house and we would There was like one, what was that, 2020. It was The month of July. Like, we we had it down to a day. I mean, between the 11th and the 13th, Nikki can't walk. (laughs) Right. What are we doing with Nikki? Nikki can't walk. So I was able to start narrowing. Into what parts of my cycle was. And then I learned about different phases. When I think of cycle. You think of menstrual cycle. But there's actually four phases. phases of your cycle. Right. And Corinne did such a great oh. job explaining. I'm so bummed we don't I have know. her. She is. She's amazing.
1: We'll she... tag all of her stuff. Because if you. One. If you're into this kind of stuff. Which is a woman. You should be.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: you definitely need to check her out. Because. it's It's. It's information that, and I wish that I had had for years and I didn't, I connected with Corinne, I feel like I connected with Corinne in 2020, but after our second failed IVF cycle is when I took her course, Mind Your Hormones. Now I took the course, but I didn't execute anything that I learned
0: in the course I love you is one of the things that gets me about you he's like you will educate yourself but then you don't this is a conversation for a different day I don't
1: have the follow-through so I actually have and I look Corinne is amazing because you pay for the course and you get lifetime access to it so she actually just went in and updated all of it and I get to retake it with all the new content for free so I started it um but yeah no she talks about your cycle syncing and so um day one of your period, the day that you start bleeding.
0: Is the day of your,
1: that is the first That's day, day of your cycle. That is how you count.
0: That is how you start tracking. So you start with your first day. One of the things I loved is she broke it down by seasons. Oh, this is so good. So good. So your menstrual, so the first day that you start bleeding, your first day of your period is your menstrual cycle, which she refers to also as the winter. It's about three to seven days and it starts, it doesn't include your spotting. It has to be full on. Yeah. You're full on in it. That is your winter. So your winters, you're a little bit more slower in the way that your body needs to move and the way that your body is doing, you're a little bit more lax, right? You don't want to do anything high inten- uh, high intensity. You, have, um, you want to do a lot of things... To- not a lot of movement you kind of want to keep your energy a little bit more stable you're not going these low or high moments up and down right i think i'm explaining yeah that.
1: so part of what she says is so for winter you have to think about it like right when winter hits in a season a normal season outside where you kind of feel hibernate. inward you want to hibernate um you want deep sleep you want to get massages you want to foam roll you do not want to do any intense exercise because corinne says that it'll put stress on your heart, you'll store fat and waste muscle. Right. And, and which I, makes sense. Makes sense. Because and your body, you got to think about
0: what your body is doing actually
1: doing during the ment- when yeah. you're bleeding, you're shedding uterine lining.
0: You're working. Your
1: hormones are low, your energy is low because your body is doing this amazing thing. Right.
0: And I think we forget that as much as we curse the thing, but it's really Yeah. you know, this thing. So the next part or our next phase is called the follicular phase. This is springtime. This is where you are energized and you want, it's about seven to 10 days. Your metabolism is a little bit higher. You're a little bit more creative. You want to be more into scheduling, organizing. It's almost reminds me of the nesting phase of like when people get pregnant, that's what, or women get pregnant. They always say the nesting. You're very much on top of stuff. That is where you're going to be your most authentic High level, so when functional you're, self.
1: So what I think is because you were having an issue this week with being creative. Oh god, yeah, I was, not in your follicular. I'm not.
0: I literally told you Monday I want nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> so. Yeah. So
1: then the next phase after spring is your ovulation
0: phase, which we, we she referred to as summer, which is funny because I think of summer and I think of ovulation, and not to be like like whatever but like that's where people get busy you feel good in your skin you're well it's
1: it's your hormones are high you have high energy she says do things like kickboxing spinning running you just have more energy when you're ovulating which from tracking it I've noticed right the things yeah and and you can feel it um and so then after ovulation is your luteal phase or fall, fall seven to 10 days after you've
0: ovulated it's the cycle, but this is your lazy. This is where, so I'm torn between whether I was menstrual or luteal this week. Right. Because depending on the situation, I was okay to do things, but like my creativity was like, excuse, excuse me. You? <laughs> <laughs> but like, depending on what we were doing, like, Cleaning my house, I was okay with doing, but like sitting around on my iPad and making a template we needed. I didn't want to do it. Or like there was days I didn't want to be on a phone with Like I just want to be inward. I wanted to sit down on the couch and watch Netflix and just call it a day. Netflix and chill.
1: But really chill, chill, not the air-quoted chill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But your luteal phase is this, um, it's this lazy fallness. That's where we kind of start slowing down you probably want to do a lot more muscle training, maybe more strength training, stretching, anything that's going Pilates, to get the... Pilates, yoga, yeah. bar, mobility. That's where your are So basically what we're getting at and what Corinne will get at is you need ways to support your body. And one of the things that I feel like we have been neglecting not neglected, that's the wrong word, but we have, nobody has told us or informed us is that we can actually support not only our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, if we just synced our cycles and paid attention and fueled our bodies with what we need. I mean, it goes down to even just food, Well, eating leafy your yeah, things during so the cycle. During,
1: during, different, um, during different, different phases, there's actually, and Corinne goes into this in Mind Your Hormones, the course that I took and she actually will tell you um or I guess maybe it wasn't Mind Your Hormones. She has another course that I took, Honor Your Cycle. Yes. So I took both I took two of her courses. I did Mind Your Hormones and Honor Your Cycle. Honor Your Cycle, she gets deep into the details of the cycles and so she'll tell you things to eat like during um different phases, you know, you want to eat uh for example Ovulation, summer where your hormones are peaking, light carbs, quinoa, more raw food, steam, soups, salads, lots of fiber, avocado, almonds. Right. Follicular, um,
0: you're going to do more greens, more fruit. There's veggies, salads, veggies. lean proteins. Yeah. Um, so just like your regular life has seasons that we kind of go through, right? Because the universe is going through it. Your body is also doing the same, but on more of a rapid scale, right? So we're yeah. looking at four phases that might happen in the course of, what was it? 32, well, 28 to 32, 34
1: 32, days. Depending yeah, Everybody's
0: different. But if if we can give you guys anything, and I will say this honestly, before my hysterectomy, when I was trying to manage my pain, the one of the things that was very helpful is that I knew where I was in my cycle. I was able to fix, not fix. Let me rephrase. I was able to manage. I was able to manage my infl- infl- inflammation. We can't talk today either. Yeah. My inflammation, I was able to understand, all right, during this phase, I'm going to eat more green, so I'll have a little bit more spinach. Maybe I won't push myself so much to do boxing or a hit exercise. Maybe I'll just do a gentle yoga, or maybe I'll just do stretching. I think it's highly valuable that we as women start understanding that. I mean, even down to moods. like Oh, your mood changes based on where you are in Right. On. One of the things that you told me, which I found interesting, and she also mentioned is, so men in comparison with, with their mood swings, they will go – up and down maybe like over a course of weeks women go up and down every day
1: yeah multiple we, times a day multiple
0: times a day you you ever have those moments where you're sitting like i'm, I'm just going to use this, this as an example sitting doing the dishes and you're fine and then just like something comes to mind and immediately you're immediately you're like irate like our emotions or our hormones push these emotions or drive these emotions to shift and if we are not supporting our body, we are not allowing ourselves to actually manage daily life. Right. And it amazes me that as young women, we are not, not taught, taught this.
1: No, I feel like, I mean, I've been very vocal about my my issues that I'm having. And I feel like because of the high level of stress that my body went through during infertility, during IUIs, during IVFs, if I had had this information and was able to live in a way that I could support my system, my, support my cycle, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah,
0: I believe it. I think I look back at it now and I wish, you know, 28, 27 year old me who was just learning about endometriosis
1: took the time to understand. It should be something that's taught to women when you start your cycle, when you right. are so a teenager. Right. So we think about health class. I mean, you just get taught
0: like there's no... sperm and an egg, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, there's physical changes in your body, but you're not taught to sit down. I remember I had a cousin, I'll never forget this. The first time we visited Texas, I had cousins here and I had, um, they were trying to get pregnant and she said something to me along the lines, oh, we follow the Catholic calendar. Looking back at it now, their Catholic calendar is the menstrual cycle. It's the cycle. So she knew when she was ovulating, but like, I was so naive to the understanding of it. Catholics have been doing it for years. Native Americans have been doing it for years. Like this is, this is a thing. I didn't know this was a thing until I met Corinne. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And I think we as women, we, and you are
1: the only other person I totally interrupted you, but you are the only other person. Like I met Corinne and you started talking about stuff and I was like, what in the hell are they talking? right no i the best thing i ever did was trying to teach i myself. thought you were crazy because you started talking about it before i met corinne and right? i was like you are crazy that's a lot of work and i don't need to do all that i know and, I was and like, now i'm download. like so
0: just as a please download the app that's what i used to say to you just so you guys know there are apps so maybe you're listening to this and going well how the hell am i going to track all this there are apps out there my favorite is
1: MyFlow, and we can put a link we in. can put links but Aside from just tracking with an app, you have to be taking your basal body temperature. Right. Because an app is just a computer and it doesn't know. So the only reason I was going to suggest more so using the app is tracking your
0: symptoms. So there are things. Tracking your symptoms. There are things that I didn't consider part of symptoms that I was just living with any day, every day. Right. Like bowel movements, you know, we're already in the cycle conversation, TMI. There would be days that I wouldn't go. That's a symptom of something irregular in your cycle. That's yeah, not bloating, normal. gas, bloating, all of gas that stuff. And instead, we're kind of taught like, "Oh, you're just, you know, you're just having a bad day, or you're just not feeling." No, that is your body telling you that something is wrong. And one of the biggest things that I say, and I, I it, when when I talk about my story in a couple weeks, this is one of the things I'm going to say: periods are not supposed to be painful.
1: No, and Corinne says the same thing. We are
0: not supposed to have painful periods. God did not give us this 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 thing that brings life in to torture us. If you are suffering of painful periods, please, please, please take the time, educate yourself, understand what your body is telling you. Help, message me. I will talk about this shit
1: all day. Or honestly, Corinne is, Corinne she's is yeah. board-certified holistic nutritionist. This is what Corinne, she's an expert in hormones, and, and she will, yeah, I would I would definitely reach out to Corinne. She's got a, horm- a hormone, she's got a podcast, Mind Your Hormones. She is on Instagram. We'll tag her in everything because- she she truly is. This is what she does for a living. She is, right. like I said, she is certified. She's an expert and she knows her stuff. Right. But you honestly,
0: ladies, if you're listening to me, you shouldn't be suffering and you shouldn't be silently suffering. Talk about it, reach out, talk to your friends. I mean, that's how we started this whole thing is we started talking about it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think that's it. I think we should we should end it. Before- <laughs> I mean, it's been too good. <laughs> I think we should end it before shit hits the fan. <laughs> All
0: right. So as always, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at hello at unlikelytoapologize.com. You can find us on Instagram at unlikelytoapologizepodcast. You can also find us on our personals. I'm Nikki Cams.
1: I am Heather Lynn Flores, and I would love for you to slide into my DM. Yes,
0: let's do all that sliding. And as always,
1: if you love what you're hearing, like what you're hearing, maybe maybe you
0: don't, give us some feedback. Uh, leave reviews, ratings, whatever. Well, if you
1: don't like us, don't leave a
0: review. Just <laughs> let us know in,
1: in in private, please. Please, please. But if um, you love what you hear... Leave us a review on iTunes. That is the only way for us to get higher ranked so other people can find us. Right.
0: And as always, as we're building this platform, if you or anybody you know would like to share this story, please send us a message um, or an email. Uh, we are always open to sitting down with different women and talking about life. So yeah. on that note, have a good weekend, everybody.
1: We'll see you guys next time.